Welcome to another episode of Singled In, a gathering place for single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their 30s and 40s, also known as mid-singles. I'm Oliver. And I'm Lindsay. Today we're joined by Caitlin Magidson. How do you say your last name, Matt? That's right. Magidson. Okay. Hey, you got it. Yeah. And we're so excited to have her. Caitlin can tell us a little bit more about herself, but basically we'll be talking about career journeys I was just saying before we started, this is something I feel pretty passionate about. I feel like for me being single for a while, it's something I felt like I needed to get right. Um, And also as like growing up in the church and with the models I had, I don't always feel like I had good mentorships around careers. Like I think I mentioned in our last episode that I... um, What did I say? I... Oh, yeah. Our last episode was about goals and... I mentioned, like, I really didn't have goals after, like, graduating from college and getting married, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even have, like, envision, like, having uh, 10 plus years in a career or my, you know, at this point, I feel like it's going to be my whole life, whether I, like, have kids at some point in the future or not. So, yeah, I just feel like it's a good topic. And I'm so excited that Caitlin was willing to do this. We were trying to figure out how exactly we know each other. Uh, Caitlin lives on the East Coast in the D.C. area. But actually, she stayed at my house uh, when I lived in Boston many years ago. Like, it's, uh-huh. I don't know how long it's been, almost a decade. So that's oh, wow. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we have yeah. a mutual friend. Yeah. It's all about connections and networking. And yes. <laughs> I, I feel like, especially being on the East Coast, somebody's done a stint in DC or in uh-huh. New York. And anyway, it's fun to be connected. Yeah. So, Caitlin, tell us all about yourself. And also tell us how you got into doing what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, and I, I should mention as we're recording this, you can't see it live, but I'm sitting in my, in my closet. Um, I, (laughs) I'm actually in Arizona right now. I've been living the nomadic life for the last few years since the pandemic and working remotely with clients. Um, so I, I'm a licensed therapist. I'm licensed in the state of Maryland. So my therapy clients are there. I'm also a certified, uh, coach, uh, and my coaching clients are all over the U S so I do. Uh, I work with a lot of individuals uh, in career coaching, do some leadership coaching, kind of personal coaching, helping people get clear on what they want, how to kind of up-level their lives and um, create a life that feels fulfilling and uh, satisfying. So um, I love to merge my background and training. I have a master's in mental health counseling from Johns Hopkins University. And I worked um, at the business school at Hopkins for many years as a career coach. So working with a lot of people getting their MBA, their master's in finance or IT. And so um, I love bridging the world of mental health and work together because we spend a lot of time at work. And I truly believe that if we can align our our interests and our strengths um, with something that there's a need in a world to, to, in the world to be fulfilled. If we can fill a gap, that we're gonna have a sense of well-being and I think a sense of more meaning and peace in life. So, um, so I work with clients individually in my private practice and my business. I also do some training um, for companies who want to support their employees' mental health around well-being, mental health topics. So I run some small groups, coaching groups. Anyway, it's so much fun. I love the work that I'm doing. I'm passionate about helping other people find work um, and creating a life that they love as well. Um, so that's some of my professional background. Um, nice. So, yeah. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I was just, I mean, yeah, I love what you're saying. Obviously like we spend eight plus hours a day in a job 
And I think, yeah, it really does have the, uh, the potential to impact our quality of life so much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's so, big. Yeah. So Kaylin, it kind of sounds like you're like, you're like a life coach, but you do it for, for careers. It sounds like. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, people say, well, life coach, you know, anyone can kind of just throw out a shingle and be a life coach. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to be a life <laughs> coach when I came back from serving a mission in the Czech Republic, I thought, will somebody pay me to do this? Right. I felt like at the time oh, yeah. I was helping people create, um, transformation, if you will, in their life to creating something that felt more peaceful, um, more meaningful using faith-based tools. Right. And I thought, um, how can I get paid to do that? Um, obviously you don't get paid as missionaries, but that's when the idea of, could I be a life coach? Well, at the age of 24, who is going to pay me without, you know, just with a communications <laughs> background to be a life coach. So, um, I did a lot of, uh, research and kind of pondering on what I wanted to do. I decided to get a master's in counseling. So that kind of set my journey off in that direction. Uh -huh. um, but I, so to come back to your question about life coach, you know, I almost cringe to say the word life coach because yeah. I, I, have so much, like... I have so much training behind me, um, yes. but I do, I do see, say career and life coach, because I look at careers from a holistic perspective, right? When you're trying to find a job, it's not just about finding a fit with your job, but you're creating a life, right? How's that going to work with work-life balance? Um, your finances, your lifestyle, your relationships. So I like to look at it from a holistic perspective. So life coach does, does resonate, even though I've got a, a lot of trainings um, underneath my belt that, you know, sometimes make me wonder if that's really the title I should use, but I'll, I'll embrace it. <laughs> yeah. I love how you have the mental health background. I think that's really important to just understand. I think I had a conversation with you once when I was like struggling with my career and you talked about how often there's like some mental health ties mm -hmm. to like some of those struggles we have in terms of like finding our place and feeling settled in it, feeling like we can succeed. And so a lot of times it does kind of go back to like some of our deeper issues or some of the things that we've like struggled with all our lives. Mm -hmm. I also appreciate that you have, you have a ton of certifications. I've looked <laughs> like at your stuff and I appreciate that. Cause I think like if you're um, hiring someone to help you figure out some of these things, like some certifications are nice to see and just to feel like this person can definitely help me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. So Caitlin, as a career counselor, because this is, this is brand new territory for me. So when you tell people like, yeah, like this is my job, I'm a career counselor. Like what's like the first question that comes to mind when people, when you tell people that? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I kind of choose my words carefully, depending what setting I'm in. If I say I'm a therapist, sometimes people think I'm analyzing them, which is not yeah. true, but mm -hmm. that's always come, that can come up on dates even. Um, oh, nice. Uh, so sometimes it's safer to go with, I'm a career coach uh, or I'm a career and life coach or, you know, a, a career counselor. So I, I sometimes will <laughs> shift how I talk about it, but oftentimes people will um, say, oh, I could use your help. I, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about things because I think it's just part of the human experience to constantly be evolving, wanting growth um, and wanting to feel satisfied in, in the work that we're, we're doing. So uh, that's usually kind of a, a common response of like, oh, I could really use your help. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Right. yeah. 
yeah, I kind of feel like that's that's a niche that like not a whole lot of people know about. So like, how does one so how does one get to like learn more information about like receiving um, advice or guidance when it comes to your career? So like, how would they find someone or how would they or what can you share, say a little bit more of your thoughts there? Yeah, exactly. So like for someone like me who like never knew that like career counselors even existed, maybe like at like the high school level when you're like getting ready to like graduate and like go to college, and like pick a potential career. So like how do so how do like businesses like reach out to you or how do like individuals like reach out to you and they say, hey, like I need your advice. How can you assist me? Yeah. Well, um, at this point, so a lot of, um, so, I mean, I have a website, um, a lot of times clients will come through referral or people will Google career coach, career yeah. counselor, and, uh, you know, people will pop up, but you're right. So in high school, a lot of high schools do have a career counselor. I remember being really excited, even though I didn't know at the time in high school, I would go to the career center and I would just pour over some of the books on internships and just this idea of possibility really excited mm-hmm. Even though I think at the time I was too nervous to just like throw myself into a lot of things, I just thought this is like a room of possibilities, right? And I would talk with her. But then also college campuses have career centers, right? There are career counselors and coaches on on you know mm-hmm. colleges. Um, so you know, I think when people come to a crossroads where something was working and then it no longer is they're looking for outside support. Um, you know, sometimes college centers will support alumni, um, for free sometimes. Um, but there's mm-hmm. people online that do this work remotely or in person. Um, so there are resources out there. And I know that the church also has resources mm-hmm. on employment and, you know, in education, things like that. Yeah. They have the, um, the self-reliance courses and there's some nice things there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I work for a college career center as of a few months ago. And that's actually a big thing is like when you're in college, you're so focused on getting through your classes and um, yeah, getting good grades that really, at least for me, like next steps after graduation were not top of mind. And so that's kind of a challenge because then you're like launched into the real world with really no understanding of what you're getting yourself into. And then you just kind of have to figure it out. And for me, that's been like a long journey of like just trying things and um, like making pivots when what I was liking wasn't quite, you know, exactly what I wanted long-term. So I'm still figuring out, but I do feel a lot better now in my thirties than I did in my twenties about my career. So that's, I'm in a better place for sure. I did want to ask about that because our audience is mid-singles. So like thirties and forties and you're a mid-single. So So you get it. Um, (laughs) Um, but yeah, like what a lot of them have been in a field for like 10 plus years already. Maybe they're happy in it. Maybe they like need to stay in it. Like, you know, maybe they did a ton of school and that's just like what they're committed to forever. But like what, how can like career planning, some of this life design stuff that you do be of benefit to them? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. You know, my, my thoughts that it's never too late. You're never too old. I think Mm -hmm. especially in our world today, people have portfolio careers, people shift to new jobs. Uh, There's research out there that says, you know, every 
three to five years or seven years um, that we'll have several different jobs and careers in our lifetime, which is different than maybe um, generations back where, you know, you stayed at the same company and you either worked your way up or you're in the same role. Um, So I think we look to our career to fulfill a lot of our values in life and what we want to create, whereas jobs may have served a different purpose just to sustain yourself and, you know, your family at the time. So I think we want a lot from our jobs, Mm -hmm. which I don't think is a bad thing. And it's definitely, you know, speaking from a place of privilege, you know, if if you have the resources, right, to think in that way, a more kind of in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, a more self-actualized way versus, you know, the bottom of the pyramid is more about food, clothing, shelter. And if that's where your needs are, it's harder to think about, you know, if I had a magic wand, what would I be doing tomorrow? So I do think it is, um, you know, it's, it's great if you have the resources and the, and you're in a place that you can do that. Um, so yeah, so in your, in your, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, it's never too late. I work with clients Mm -hmm. of all ages. I think it's, um, you know, if you've gone to school for something, you can pivot. And I always like to emphasize that skills are transferable, right? So if you've led a team in a technology company and you just all of a sudden, you really are passionate about um, supporting um, women who have been ex- through you know traumatic experiences, there are organizations that support them and you may be able to transfer your leadership skills. It may be in a different context, right? But mm-hmm. those skills of leadership or mentoring or training or whatever it may be are transferable. So I think sometimes people think, oh, gosh, I have to like start at, you know, zero if I want to change. Yeah. And it's just not true. You know, you, you bring so much experience um, and skills with you that we try to hold on to that. So it's part of your brand, part of what you have to offer and, and value to add. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do like that. I like. um So in our last episode, we talked about goals and like setting goals. And I feel like for us mid singles where we don't have like a family of our own, or we don't have a spouse, we kind of heavily rely on our careers because that's what we do have going for us. Mm -hmm. Do you kind of feel like that's, that's like the same for, Mm -hmm. for the people that you work with, or do you think it's a little bit different? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And, and it is not to say that. You know, I always get curious about what's the deeper desire behind what we want. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can have a fantasy that if we get the family, then we will, is it, you know, be happy or we will feel free or we will feel loved, you know, same yeah. with, if I get the job that I love, then I will feel safe. I will feel you know, alive. Yeah. 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 Right. So I think it can be easy to, to think that, um, we can't have those things now. And I don't want to disregard the fact that yes, you know, I think a lot of people want families and that will be a, a great opportunity to learn and grow and add a new dimension to life. But I do think that these deeper desires are available to us now, if we can tap into it, you know, so we may look to career as, filling a lot of our needs and a lot of our values. But I also think that we can um, find that in different ways, right? As we develop and grow ourselves relationally, whether it's relationships with friends or family or serving the community, um, how we develop ourselves spiritually, physically, right? In all of these ways of self-development, 
I do think that um, we can create a life that feels really meaningful and joyful. I mean, we are that we might have joy. And um, it's, again, not to take away from the desires of our heart with family or relationship. And I think there's space to want that or want other goals and also find um, deep meaning and fulfillment in what we create, you know, outside of that as well. Mm, I love that. Um, I think that's definitely something I struggled with for years. I was like, well, I'm single. So a career is all I, all I have, which was not true at all. Like there's so many other facets to life, but you're looking at like those milestones or those like earmarkers of success or whatever that are external. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's easy to get caught up in that, but I love the idea of focusing on like, what is it I really value about these things about having like, uh, like a close intimate relationship and are there other ways to like go about that for now? Um, and then career for sure. There's like so many things like just that fulfillment or purpose or creativity or whatever you're seeking out of a good career that, um, there's other ways to like get there. And something I had to do more recently, um, at least for now is not put that pressure on my job to provide all that for me, but find like other outlets. So like doing a podcast or doing, doing some volunteer work, um, just cultivating some like other relationships, friendships, uh, all those things I think have been helpful for me just to like take that pressure off my career to be all to provide everything, which it never can. Like there's a reason they're paying you money. It's because like it's not something you do on your, you know, without the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even similarly, I don't think that a family can do all of that too. No. Right? I work with people who do have kids and have spouses and they it doesn't mean you're gonna feel fulfilled or you're gonna be happy, right? It's this no. deeper desire, right? And so if you don't do the inner work to create it and and access it independently, then externalizing it is not necessarily going to get you what is, is really something that you have to do within yourself. And so I, I love doing that work. It's the deeper inner work. What are those blocks, those limiting beliefs that keep us stuck? So some of these might be narratives from maybe church culture. I don't think doctrine about, mm-hmm. you know, as you're talking about these, um, milestones or Mm -hmm. what is meaningful, right? Or how are we going to use our life? So, you know, what happens if we change the frame about what success means or looks like? Um, Yeah. It's not to say that I have not had similar thoughts and struggles. I want to be very clear yeah, because (laughs) I am a human being and I, you know, there have been times where I have been a lot more I think when we're attached to an outcome, we can sometimes suffer. (laughs) And what I mean by that is feeling so, you know, having this sense of like, I I won't, am I going to be okay or happy if I don't have this, this X, Y, Z, whether it's a relationship or a family or a job, right? And that attachment to that external goal creates a lot of tension internally. And it's not to say that we can't want it, but when we're so tied to it, and attached, then it can create internal suffering. But if we can be unattached, but still wanting it, then um, I think we can be, we can live in a more abundant way. Yeah. How do you like kind of let go of some of that attachment or take some of the pressure off some of those things you just like really yeah. want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're really attached to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I would say through therapy and coaching, which I have done both yes. myself. <laughs> I have to do this work as a human being and to uh gotta work on myself to support my clients and going to the next level. But yeah, it's it's yeah. looking at some of those belief systems, right? Like, is uh-huh. this saving me or is this holding me back? And what do I truly value and what do I truly believe? And being honest with ourselves. Sometimes uh-huh. it look different than what you've thought you believed, you know, when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the belief systems of your family or, you know, whatever. It yes. I think it's, it's getting like learning and unlearning, like knowing yourself. Right. And, um, kind of wakening up to maybe some of the patterns that you're living in that really aren't serving you to live your kind of highest, best self. Yeah. It all goes back to what you said earlier. You said change the frame, which I think is such like an awesome phrase, like, you know, change the frame, change your circumstances. You don't always have to be stuck, like doing the same thing over and over again or putting yourself in a box. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's definitely the benefit of therapy is having that like objective uh, third party to be like, okay, let's actually think about how you're looking at this. Um and like someone who has those tools to help like walk you through like, okay, how can we reframe this? What are like some of these thought patterns that we can change? Yeah. yeah. We're pro therapy around here for <laughs> yeah, sure. <most> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. In the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I know you have a group course coming up. Do you have, do you still have spots available in that? Yeah, or? I have oh, just a couple of spots left. So I am running starting January 16th, a life design coaching group. And this is a group uh-huh. actually specifically for women. Although I do work with both men and women. Um, it's a 10 week group um, online. So there are people registered in different States and it's really um, kind of a life audit experience, if you will. You know, I think sometimes we are just going and we're you know, doing and we're doing and we're doing. Um, someone shared with me, I went through a coaching program this year through the Institute of Coaching Mastery. And she said, you know, it kind of makes for a boring song if we're just do, 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 do. But if we can weave in some bees, do, be, do, be, do, <laughs> it makes for a better song. Um, oh, I like that, that. <laughs> right? So sometimes we need time to be and reflect to say, how is this going for me? You know, we're not on yeah. autopilot or we're kind of numbed out and just kind of doing uh-huh. so this group is about taking a step back, reflecting what's going well in life, career, what's not, um, where, where can I step more into the life that I want to create and how can I set some goals around that? Um, and it'll be a, a you know, a, an intimate space for people to have conversation who are in a similar spot. I think so many times people say I'm the only one or all my friends are, you know, doing all these amazing things or LinkedIn, everyone's sharing their updates. And- oh my gosh. LinkedIn is yeah. the worst for comparison. <laughs> it's so right. bad. It's so easy, but you know, getting people in a room to say, yeah, I'm going through transition too. Like I'm figuring it out too. And this is yeah. hard. I think that's really powerful. So anyway, I'm excited to run that. Um, I do have like a spot or two open. So if someone's interested, they can (laughs) jump on it more, but, but, um, but yeah, I I mean, I, I, I think it's, um, we have to normalize it, right. We're all, yeah. Oh, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about what life design is. Um, and also like, yeah, some of the stuff 
maybe you do in a course like this or some of the stuff you would do with clients to help them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think it's really um, about building a toolbox of self-knowledge, if you will. Um, I think the goal is to first have a blueprint of who you are, what lights you up, what's important to you before you go out into the world and search for it. I sometimes work with people who want to throw themselves into school. I'll go to law school. I don't know what I want to do. Okay. I'll get an MBA. I don't know what I want to do. Right. Which could be a way to figure it out. It's an expensive way to figure it out. Yes. Um, So sometimes I I do, I'm recently working with someone who, yeah, went to law school and wasn't sure that that's what they wanted and not sure that they want that now. Right. And, and um, there's no judgment on that decision. I, in some ways, think it's quite courageous to take such a leap and investment in yourself, but yeah. what can be even more powerful before you invest resources, you know, time, energy is to step back and to know yourself. So a lot of the exercises and conversation I have with clients is around what are my values? Um, you know, do I value freedom and autonomy? Um, and so that's going to be something I want to keep in mind for a job. Maybe that means you want to work remotely or you want to work a seasonal type of role or you want to have your own business or do I really um, value stability and, um, you know, um, professional development opportunities, you know, so or personal growth. So I think these values can help people identify what types of work environments will work for them. Um, and what's important to them in life. Cause sometimes you can also create things that you want outside of your job. And sometimes mm-hmm. you know, I'll work with someone and we realize that they're really not enjoying their job, but they're realizing they just don't have enough play and hobbies in their life. And once they start investing time outside of work, it actually takes a lot of the stressors away mm-hmm. from work because they're getting that spaciousness. They're getting that free time, you know? Um, Oh, interesting. So sometimes, you know, I think that's why we think of life design because mm-hmm. sometimes your bucket isn't full in other areas of your life pie, right? Mm-hmm. So if you feel alone at work, maybe it's building relationships outside of work. I mean, maybe it's inside work, right? But sometimes career isn't isn't the source that you actually have to change. It's changing other parts of your life. So you know, understanding what's important to you. And then what are your interests? Um, You know, identifying missions, causes, organizations that you admire, who are doing work that you believe in, right? Um, Advancing, you know, technology for the future or developing um, education for, you know, kids, you know, who are new to this country. I mean, whatever it may be, right. You have to figure out what's important to you. What problem do you want to help solve in the world? Um, and what skills light you up? I think sometimes we go into, I could do this. Like I could figure out how to use Excel. I don't think it would be fun. I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> mom thinks I should do it, but what is it that I'd want to do? Oh, well, I, I really love, um, talking with people or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. So really assessing what burns you out, what lights you up. So this kind of starts to fill the toolbox of these are my values. This is things that I think are important uh, to be a part of in the world. Um, these are the skills that I think I want to use to add value to those causes. Um, so there's all these puzzle pieces to really mm-hmm. identifying what would be an ideal fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, and honestly, there could be many, there could be several answers to that. And I think I people- love that sometimes come to me and they say, I'm so paralyzed. I think there's a right answer and I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, Yeah. 
well, what would you do if you could get it wrong? You know? Yeah. I don't know. That changes everything. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's very freeing to think about. Yeah. It's something we do with like partner choices too, for sure. (laughs) It's a good reminder. (laughs) Right? Not one so, right answer. Yes. So I think, you know, and I could I get really excited about this, but that's a lot of the work first getting clear on what you want. Mm-hmm. Then you can go out and look for it in the world. And, and I coach people through that strategy too, but mm-hmm. um, don't start applying. If you're not sure what you want to do, it, you know, take time to reflect and do yeah. that. I know that this is like a career episode, but I love that you're saying it's not all about the career, like make sure that you're well-rounded, make sure that you do hobbies, make sure that you do things outside of work. I really like that because yeah, in order for you to be like a blossoming individual, you need to be well-rounded. You need to have like these extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. in order to get more fulfillment out of life. So I like that you're like, that you're also uh, relying heavily on that as well. Do you have like a recent success story of someone you worked with who was like super feeling super stuck and now they're like just living their best life? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Um, let me think of one. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's just so much fun. I mean, I just, I love, I, I love this work that I get to do and, and seeing people make those, those changes and get to their goals. I was recently working with a woman who, had been in education um, and had been away from the workforce for um, a few years and just had a lot of, a lot of um, blocks that were coming up, even in kind of looking for jobs and feeling like, I don't know if I'm capable. I don't know what I want to do. And so we started to do the kind of deeper inner work and, and she really loved education, but also started to think about how she could, um, support education initiatives from a more macro level and um, started looking at policy jobs and and things Mm -hmm. like that. Anyway, she ended up um, deciding that she would apply to um, uh, a job in a, in a school. And it took months to do the inner work to kind of move through the fears, move through the tears, like of all the, what if I fail? What if I'm not good at this? What happens if I don't like this? Am I stuck? Um, Am I going to get burnt out? Like all of these questions that were kind of coming up from the past and doing the inner work um, really freed her of moving, taking steps to move forward, right? Even just opening Mm -hmm. up her browser to look at jobs can be, Mm -hmm. it can be such a feat, right? When you start to think like, oh my gosh, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Work together. um, She's now working in a school and really happy and is still thinking longer term about what she wants to do in the education space, but Uh um, is just really elated and, and thriving after being out of the workforce for several years and really fearful about what was possible and, um, you know, could she go back into it after some years away for various reasons? So that was just really exciting. We celebrated. I actually just got another, um, had another client the other week who messaged me and said, I got the job. She was pivoting from, um, an employer relations type of role in her organization, uh, into more of a coaching role and, Cool. Super excited. You know, we move through the interview process and anyway, you just hear people, um, get to the successes often, but you don't sometimes hear all of the work that's done. So, you know, 
it's easy to look on LinkedIn and see, oh, so-and-so got promoted or so-and-so got the new uh-huh. job. But you also don't know all the imposter syndrome they were feeling and all the doubts <laughs> they had, right? Yes. But that's part of the process when you're pushing to your next level or playing with your edges. Those mm-hmm. blocks are going to come up. And I think that's where it gets gritty and kind of fun in coaching. Um, <laughs> hopefully not too painful, but it gets interesting. Yeah. It gets interesting yeah. to dig in. Huh. Yeah. And it, you got to remember not to compare yourself to others. What's that quote? Like comparison is the thief of joy thief of joy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, but it's, but it's so natural. It's human nature. You want to compare yourself to others because they're succeeding. How come you're not? And like, yeah. what, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. Doing right. Yeah. I will say LinkedIn is the worst because I have friends that are like VPs or working at fortune 500 companies. And I'm like, I'm over here just figuring it out, <laughs> you know? You know, I I think that some element of, you know, what we look towards can be helpful in data gathering, right? If it motivates us into action, you know, to say, I want that, right? If we feel some sort of comparison or jealousy, if for just a moment we can lean into it as, huh, this is information telling me what I want. Yeah. If it motivates you into action to move towards that, I don't think it's wrong, right? To Mm -hmm. assess. I think if it, you know, if it starts to be about how you're, you're broken or you're not in the right place, right. That can be, yeah, it can be a thief of your joy. Um, but sometimes it can be helpful to look at who are the people I admire? What are they doing? Uh-huh. Um, why do I admire them? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Why do I feel that jealousy? Yeah. I love that. So Caitlin, I work in the uh, education field. And a lot of the kids that I work with, there's always like that assignment, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what are you aspiring to be? And a lot of these kids nowadays will say, oh, I want to be a social media influencer, or I want to be like a model. I want to be like a TV star. So seeing that now, and like as an adult and seeing how much of an impact social media has on kids, a part of me wonders like, okay, like, Yes, everyone wants to be a social media star, but like, let's let's be realistic here. Like, but of course, I don't say that to the kids. But do you sometimes feel like is social media like is it helping like us career wise now, or is it more of a hindrance? Yeah, that's a great. It's an interesting question. I work with adults, uh, eighteen and up, so um, it's interesting to think about. I mean, I don't, I haven't done any research on that. I, I would love for there to be even more education and training earlier on pre-K around just careers and how to think about what you're, you know, creating your life and things, you know, I, it's, you know, who knows why I'd get curious about the why behind it. If you were an influencer, what would that mean? Right. Well, if I was an influencer, everyone would know me. Okay. And if everyone knew you, what would that mean? Well, it would mean that I was good enough. Okay. And if, right. So it's, again, getting to that deeper desire of like, what's behind that. Right. Yeah. If so, I think, you know, if they're an adult, I, I'd be curious, is there a deeper desire or I love recording and I love the artistic part of creating a video and right. So it's a focus on skills. So maybe there's something to tease out there, but I think it's good for kids to get excited about things. And then to ask, what is it about that? that draws you in. Right. Um, Oh, I love, I love the idea of fashion. You know, I love creating possible wardrobes and things, right. So there might be some transferable interest there that, that really could be a guide for them in the future. Mm. 
Do you feel like everyone has that passion? Like even if they haven't found it yet, I don't know. Do mm-hmm. most people have something that really lights them up or <laughs> does it just depend? <laughs> have that drive, have that fun. Yeah. They just yeah. don't know where to put it. I mean, I think, yeah, I think the word passion sometimes can yeah. be overused. And I think sometimes it can put a lot of pressure on people that I need to be like, I mean, what, it, yeah, I guess I would say to the listener, what does passionate look like for you? What would that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. For some people, it might be that they're just jumping out of bed in the morning and excited to go for their day. And for other people, they just, you know, feel like I would be passionate if um, I got this article published. So I guess you have to define what passion looks like for you and how would you know? I always say to people, if it were right, how would you know? What would that look like? What would you be Mm -hmm. feeling, right? Oh, I'd feel happy. I'd be smiling more. I feel kind of butterflies Mm. in my stomach, right? Yeah. You have to have a way to measure that. So passion, I think is a big word. And sometimes people feel like, I think some shame around not saying I'm passionate. Mm. I don't know about, and it's fine if it fits for you, but I think asking the question, like, do you enjoy what you're doing? Do you believe in it? Do you Mm -hmm. feel like um, it's, it's um, adding value to the Mm -hmm. world? Do you feel like, um, you like getting out of bed in the morning to go do what you want to do. And again, it's from a very privileged place to ask those questions. Yes. But, um, you know, I think there are days that are going to be hard for any job. And then there are going to be days that you really like. Uh, I think Steve Jobs said something like, you know, if I get up in the mirror and more days than not, I say, I don't want to be doing what I'm going to do, then that's a sign that maybe I want to make a change. And mm. Sometimes there's seasons where something really does light us up and then we outgrow it and we're ready for Mm -hmm. something new. It doesn't mean it wasn't something we once wanted, but maybe we are ready for a new challenge for new growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Time to change the frame. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I I don't know if you have to use the word passion. I think, um, does this feel like um, you're using your life in in ways that feel meaningful to you? Yeah, I think you said a lot of great things there. I think maybe this does go back to values. Like maybe for some people like that excitement is a stronger value. Uh, but for others, maybe just feeling like a sense of contentment or stability is like really strong for them. And it's less about like being lit up as, um, just feeling good consistently or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. That's interesting. I'm really seeing a common theme here, the word change, like it's okay to like change careers. It's okay to change who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to know who or what you want to be in your twenties or in your thirties or in your forties, that that's something that could always change as you progress. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, I know we're mid singles here, but there's a great book and Ted talk. Um, I'm forgetting the author, but she says it's about um, the defining decade of your twenties. It's not to say, oh, that yeah, it's not important to be working to figure out what you want to do, right? It's not to say push it off and don't do anything because you have time in your 40s or 50s. It's just because I think these are all these, you know, hopefully we use our life and create meaning, you know, every, every, every year or decade of our life. But it's not to say it's over like you had one shot in your 20s. In fact, expect that you will change, expect that you will evolve, expect that you will want new challenges, right? Um based on your life circumstances, you know, if, um, for example, I'm thinking of someone, um, 
you know, who's had some sort of medical um, experience, maybe breast cancer, for example, they never thought of breast cancer or awareness or anything like that. Um, but because of that life experience, all of a sudden they really want to use their time and talents to move that mission forward of finding the best, you know, medicines and, and research and tools. So they might say, you know what, I want to use my skills in accounting, <laughs> but work for, um, you know, breast cancer awareness organizations, mm -hmm. right? So some mm -hmm. people are really sure about the skills that they love to use. Like I love using Excel. I love using numbers. I want to be an accountant, but I don't, I don't care who I do it for, or I do care who I do it for. Um, some people say, I would just want to be part of this type of organization that's, you know, saving animals. Maybe I don't care as much about the job function and the skills. Ideally, if I were having to have an overlapping Venn diagram, the ideal fit or the sweet spot in the middle would be identifying organizations and causes that you feel tied to um, or you you value or admire and finding um, a job function that aligns with mm -hmm. the skills that you enjoy using. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. What kind of, I guess, words of encouragement would you have for someone who doesn't feel like they figured it out yet, but they're like on the path to figuring it out? You know, sometimes it can be hard to be in that like ex exploration space, especially if you're not like always getting like the best ideas or yeah. 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 In the middle of that journey. Not yeah. that anyone's ever like arrived, but well, yeah, yeah I kind of, I think yeah. that sometimes that's kind of the myth that like, there's this final destination and, um, yeah, maybe it's even just reframing that, right. That, uh -huh. that life is, we're all figuring out <laughs> life as we go. And I don't know if anyone has it quote unquote figured out or, you know, what would that look like if you, right. Out, right. Yeah. And would that be kind of a letdown? Cause then you have nothing else you're striving for <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It makes it very finite. Right. Um, but maybe that we're always like evolving and, you know, um, trying to take care of ourselves and create, you know, meaning and finding joy and helping others do the same might be mm -hmm. just a lifelong journey, but for someone who's maybe feeling a little bit stuck, it might just be doing some of that reflection. I mean, I, I think there are a lot of really wonderful career books and articles, the more you can know yourself um, and let yourself know what you know about yourself, the more it's going to be easier to move forward. Um, I was working with someone today and he had had an idea about working. I, I'm, I'm cautious because I, I confidentiality is really important to me. So, sure. yeah. <laughs> so I, that's why I might be pausing here, but I'm working with somebody who has a vision. He's actually in his fifties, pretty, pretty senior in his field, has a lot of education and um, has had this vision of what he wants. But as when we started, he said, I don't know, I don't know what I want. And as we continue to go through some questions and reflection, um, it, it came out that he does actually know what he wants, but it was, he's, you know, was afraid to say it, afraid to let himself know what he knows. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a lot of the work that we actually do know ourselves probably better than we think, but we have to do the inner work to get freed up enough to let ourselves know, you know, what, what we enjoy or what we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think just doing that inner exploration, there are great, um, you know, career books out there. Um, certainly, you know, working with a coach can be helpful just to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you? So you're, you're personally like, uh, I mean, on a journey, do you feel like 
you still have like thing you've done so much already with your career but do you still feel like there's more you want to do or yeah what are some of your like big plans for your life I guess <laughs> Lindsay I've figured it out I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> not everyone's arrived but some people can't <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no oh my goodness no I mean even when I think about my own career journey, I think I'm, I'm using this word passionate, uh, kind of lightly, but passionate yeah. just because I've done this work myself. I've, you know, yeah. like even saying I, I wanted to maybe be a life coach. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't have any training. I don't have any degrees. Who's going to hire me. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off in undergrad as a broadcast communications major. I wanted to be Katie Kirk on the today show. Oh yeah. So, You'd be great at that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I've been on this journey, you know, um, the last decade or so of Mm -hmm. really getting curious and then also prototyping and testing, right? Mm -hmm. Through internships, informational interviews, shadowing people. I've done a lot of inner work on myself to figure out what feels like a fit. And there have been periods where something has felt like a fit. Um, I was coaching at the business school at Hopkins for over seven years. I loved it. And then there was a time where I was ready for a new challenge and starting my own Mm -hmm. business. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I expect that I will continue to evolve. I love Mm -hmm. the work I'm doing. I love uh, entrepreneurship. I love working with people who want to do good things with their life and tap into their skills and, and make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love, I love serving people in this way, but I will, I'm, who knows what I'll be doing in five, 10, 15 years. Yeah. I have lots of different ideas. I think I will always be helping people. I think I'm a natural developer of people. Um, but I, I imagine I'll continue to grow and change myself. So I, I think that's fun. I mean, it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. scary, but if you can look at it as something to look forward to, um, I, I think it can be, I think it can be fun too. Yeah. I also love that you're doing this like digital nomad thing. Have you been living in different places or you're kind of settled right now in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. So with, you know, I didn't have this, this is another way that life happens and you don't expect it. I I love spontaneity and I did not plan to live nomadically. You know, I had an office back in Bethesda, Maryland. I was meeting with clients, but then when the pandemic happened and everything went online, Uh uh-huh realize, gosh, I have a lot of flexibility. Maybe yeah. I can do something with this. So I just sold everything. I let my office go, sold all my furniture and hit the road. I, I'm an East coaster, was born in DC and uh, raised in the Maryland area. So I decided I wanted to have a West coast chapter. So I've been <laughs> in Utah. I've been in Arizona. I spent some time in Colorado this uh, past year, but I've also traveled um, even more um more than I may, may have last year. I went to Mexico and Hawaii and Canada, cool. but, um, it's been, it's been something I didn't expect. Right. And yeah. so, um, not part of the plan, but I was uh-huh. open to it. And so, um, yeah, it's been a little over two years now. That's awesome. Can wow. I ask how that's been as a single, like, did you go places where you had a good base of like connections, support group, friends, Or was it just kind of like really open and you're just doing a lot of it on your own? Yeah, I've done a combination. I mean, I think there are more members out in the West Coast for sure um, to kind of tap into. But yeah, if you find a church, um, if you use the mutual dating app, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of a fun way to sightsee. You meet someone and go on a hike or do something. So yeah, um, yeah, you know, like when I went to Colorado this year, I didn't know anyone there. So just 
I just started to join groups, you know, there's like meetup.com and yes. people doing things, you know, mm-hmm. finding gym. Um, I got it really into F45 <laughs> this past year. So, nice. you know, you just kind of start to think about how can I plug in and then you just start to meet people that way. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, I will say it takes some intentional putting yourself out there and it takes sure. a plan, not only where I'm traveling, how I'm traveling, but then to connect with people. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it can, it can be lonely if I'm not being really thoughtful and intentional about. Yeah. yeah. Or proactive. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good for you. Way to like practice what you're preaching in a way, trying new things. Yeah. Putting in the work. Yeah. Yeah. I, how ironic that when the world was like shutting down during the pandemic, that that was the moment that you realized, Hey, I could like spread out. Yeah, <laughs> I can like travel yeah. and like make more connections. And I just think that that's so cool that even though that was during a time that was kind of same bleak, you were able to take the opportunity and like spread out and make more connections that way. And like where you are now just traveling and like doing the, doing this job while meeting new people and visiting new States. Yeah. 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 They say that disruption breeds innovation and, you know, it it was not an easy time and there was so much uncertainty, but I, I think, um, I would say for people thinking about how do you kind of get, uh, I don't know, how can you, um, how can you use your time and energy and create something different? If you don't like your circumstances is to think about what is in your control. Like with the pandemic, we didn't have Mm -hmm. control over the virus and we didn't have control over what was going to happen tomorrow. Um, but I, I did think about, well, I do have control about where I'm located or I do have control over, you know, who I connect with and, and obviously being single, not as many worries about getting, you know, family sick or kids sick and things like that. And it's kind of a unique situation that we're in as singles to Mm -hmm. be able to move about in that way. Um, and this is just a season of my life. I won't live like this forever, but you know, if we can think about letting go of things that we can't control and Uh thinking about what I can control, then we can start to create shift, I think in our life. Yeah. I feel like that's been a theme for us lately. We talked a little bit about that in our last episode of when we're talking about goal setting is just kind of separating out, like there are those things we don't have control over, Mm -hmm. but even with those like bigger goals that may not all be within our control, there are pieces that are within our control and it's finding, you know, the next thing, the next step. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I also love the idea of like seasons of life. Like I'm going to do this for this season and it probably won't be forever, but I'm just going to enjoy and appreciate this opportunity that I have now. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. Any final thoughts? Anything yeah, that this, is, this has been so like mind, like, uh, yeah, like mind opening. Are there any other like nuggets of wisdom that you could <laughs> depart? <laughs> well, I'm like, I, you can't see me, but I'm on the edge of my seat. I get so excited about this. I'm like leaning forward and I'm yeah. like, let's talk about this for another hour, but for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's not to, um, I, I don't want to come across as, you know, everything is easy or no. Because I know the struggle in it because I've been there. I mean, I've had the times where I've sent out my resume and, you know, don't hear back or I'm I'm stuck and something doesn't feel good. And I'm afraid to take steps forward. So it's just to, I think, normalize the process and also hopefully just to think about um, how you take care of yourself just on a daily basis, right? Especially when you're going through transition or you're feeling like something's not a fit. 
I think it's how do you take care of your mental health, your, your physical health, your spiritual health, that's going to help you stay at a baseline of functioning as you do figure things out. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and those are things that you, uh, to some extent have some control over, but, um, you know, it's just to say that, I don't know, we want to say something cheesy necessarily, but <laughs> that it takes work. You know, if you compare yeah. your, your life to someone, your first day of life to someone's 20th day of life, it's not a really fair comparison. Everyone who gets to the place that they're at has done the work to get mm-hmm. there, right? A very few of us are just handed, you know, these huge titles or, you know, have these big businesses, but there's a lot of effort. Um, I used to, when I started my business, I loved listening to the podcast, how I built this. Mm-hmm. How in the world do I get clients? How in the world? Does yeah. this work? It was so helpful to hear the stories behind like Creighton Barrel or Spanx or, <laughs> and hearing these yeah. entrepreneurs who, you know, are so successful have their own doubts. Right. And so yeah. it's just, you know, surrounding yourself with people and having support systems that help you through that, that if you can take care of your mind and your thoughts, um, that you can, you can still move forward and make progress. Um, but it's a journey and, and you know, if you can embrace and accept all the feelings and all the thoughts that you know happen, then, um, then you start to get free of it and you can, and to start to move forward. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you're like sitting on the edge of your seat and that you're excited because isn't that like that isn't that like what we're all looking for? We're all looking for something to like excite us as well. Yeah, it's encouraging that that's out there. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I feel like I spent so many years feeling stuck. And so yeah, I definitely wish I would have found or worked with someone like you um in those past years where I was just like really not loving what I was doing, not sure where to go uh from there and yeah, I've had a lot of help and resources along the way, but, <laughs> and I'm feeling much better at this point. Yeah. And I'm so, and I'm grateful for that journey. Cause I think I had to just like, uh, try out a lot of things, you know, to get to a better place, but yeah, I can yeah. definitely see the value of having someone, uh, help you through it and work through. Yeah. Again, some of those mental blocks or other things that I for sure was yeah. dealing with. Yeah. It's all about utilizing those resources, right? Yeah. 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 And again, the church has that self-reliance um, program. I think it's called how to get a better job. And yeah, it's really great to be in community with people and, and kind of develop some of these skills around. Um, yeah. Again, knowing what you want, networking skills, you know, interview prep, salary negotiation, all those pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great um, resource to members of the church. And then certainly, um, there are great books and articles, Ted talks, Ted has a curated list of career talks. Um, mm-hmm. I have some links on my website, happy to share, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot out there, but just having support that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you, you yeah. can take steps forward to uh, create change. So, um, how can people find you and what's like the best way to connect with you, I guess? Yeah. Well, I hesitate to say LinkedIn because of all the conversation. <laughs> we were like, who LinkedIn? No, LinkedIn's really great. So yeah. Negative comments. Yeah. Yeah. No, link, LinkedIn's yeah. great. So yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. My first and last name, Caitlin Maggotson. It's with a C, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Last name Maggotson, M-A-G-I-D-S-O-N. And that's also my website. So if you just... Mm-hmm. Google me. Um, you'll find my website. Um, I have some, um, books that I would recommend some, um, resources on my website and I'm yeah. always happy to do a clarity call with someone, um, or refer someone out. Um, mm-hmm. 
currently pretty pretty busy, but um, <laughs> a little bit that's why I'm doing doing a group right now because I want to yeah. support more people. But always happy to be a resource and and support. So I'm I'm glad I've been able to share and yeah. yeah there's there's resources out there. You know, people. Yeah, people we'll put some links on our uh, show notes. But yeah, I do enjoy following Caitlin on Instagram because she's always posting uh, interesting quotes, graphics, thoughts. Yeah, there's some good content there worth Uh, worth a follow. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for doing this. I feel like it's been, it's exciting for me to have this conversation, something I'm definitely passionate about and um, feel like I've come a long way, but yeah, it, it was a rough go of it for a while, especially as a single, just being like, okay, I'm going to be a career woman. And what does that mean <laughs> for my life? Yeah. How, so, how do I make those work for me? Yeah. 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 yeah there's so much to, more to our lives as singles than just dating and going to church, you know? <laughs> well, and, and it's interesting, you know, the messages we receive about like, uh, this is what I'm going to do with my life. But I think if we could teach the youth or, you know, kids at a younger age, you're going to develop yourself in all ways. I think the youth, the children's program, children and youth or youth and children talk about growth in all of the ways that the savior taught, right. Physically, Mm -hmm. intellectually, spiritually, I'm forgetting the fourth, but they're starting to make goals. Socially. Yeah. Socially. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like grew right? stature, right. favor with God and man. Yeah. Exactly. So we want to grow ourselves yeah. in all these areas. So thinking about how, even if you do have a family, how do you want to continue to grow and develop yourself? Right. Yeah. What are things you want to learn? How do you want to contribute to your community? Um, because that will make you a better family member, um, yeah. parent, um, you know, daughter. So I think we need to be thinking about that's part of my my life design mm-hmm. um, thinking about developing myself in all these ways yeah oh this has been great yeah i like it this is learned a lot in this one yeah <laughs>